1: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
0: It's time for the ESO Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something
2: Howdy and welcome to the sixth episode of the twenty seventeen DragonCon Con Report. There's a little more than two months left until Dragon Con. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, which we have the band back together, starting with Director Faber is back on the station.
0: Oh, I went to sleep and it was like almost 150 days left of DragonCon. I woke up and it's less than 100 now.
2: No, boy, that's a that's a nap.
0: Oh, yeah, I needed it. I was really out of it. But thank you for having me back. It's awesome.
2: Well, absolutely no. it's great to have you back. I'm glad that uh, you know all of uh, you know the technical issues are in the past, so um, and I understand that a majority of the past Dragon con episodes are now available on the website. Is that correct?
0: Yes, sir. We're missing three and those should be back up by the weekend.
2: Awesome because uh, that's one of the things that uh, we definitely encourage folks to do. I mean, we try to cover all we can with the individual episodes, but there's a lot of times where we sort of. Uh, certain topics that uh, are still valid, I think. So if you go back and listen to some of our past episodes, you'll find even more tips and uh, suggestions about how to enjoy the show. Exactly. (laughs) And as you just heard, Darren Noel is back with us.
3: Hi, everybody. How are you?
2: Absolutely great. How are you?
3: I, I am fine. I have to apologize for missing the last month's episode, but at the last minute, I got free passes to go see my girl. Okay. And I had to go see my girl. Okay. Yeah. Should,
2: should we be a little bit more specific?
3: Um. Well, she was on a movie screen. You know, or, or my should, girl. My girl. Ah, yes. Hello. Course. Yes. Hello. Of course. Yeah. I
2: had to... Yes. It was that just, wow, that was just a few weeks a ago. A month wasn't it? ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yes. And, and it's like number three at the box office. So
2: totally yeah. wonderful. How many times have you seen the movie already?
3: Um. I've only seen it once, believe it or not. Uh, it's a bad time of the year for the office for me to get, get out. And do Nothing. things except sleep. So mm. yeah.
2: Well, it's crazy. I mean, as I mentioned, <laughs> we've only got two months left for DragonCon.
3: So, ah, not yeah. so behind. And I've <laughs> planned to move in the interim too. Oh yeah. wow! That's yeah, crazy. I'm asking for it this year.
2: <laughs> well, and as you can also hear, uh, Mary Lou, who is back with us.
1: I am. Hello.
2: Yeah the the trooper. She didn't miss. She hasn't missed a show.
1: That's yeah. right. Hey. The only one who cares.
2: Wow. (laughs) Well, we are glad to have the band back. We also will feature segments with Eternal Xan. Kevin Batchelder is back this month. And Michelle Biddick-Simmons, of course, with her Drop by Dragon Con segment. Um, This is awesome. So uh, without further ado, I just want to remind everybody that uh, this Earth Station 1 special report is sponsored by the ESO Amazon eStore, where you can find all sorts of cool geeky merchandise. If you're ordering some swag from Amazon please help us out by going through our link on our website. It doesn't cost you any more. It really does help us out a lot. So uh, please do so. Um, If you'd like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please call our ESO feedback line at 404-963-9057. Remember local charges do apply or feel free to email us at esopodcast at gmail.com. In fact, we do have some feedback that we got emailed to us, which I will read a little bit later. Uh, but right now we're going to get started with some news and notes. Um, real quick, um, not a lot of news. I mean, there's a lot of guest announcements, which uh, we'll get to in a bit, of course. Um, and uh, but and as far as other big news, um, still no word exactly on some of the other tracks that are changing or anything like that. Um, I can tell you that um, it looks like event submission for gaming at uh, DragonCon 2017 is now open. So if you wish to run a tournament or run a game at the convention, you have to visit the submission page. There's a, And we'll have a link to that on our show notes. Um, if you have any questions, um, there's a, you can contact the director responsible for gaming there. And uh, if all else fails, you can email gaming at dragoncon.org and ask for help. So um, so the uh, gaming has begun, so to speak. The uh, Let the games begin. Um, and also uh, on that note, two uh, some of the other events that happen there um, that they've that are special ticketed, I believe, uh, the Georgia Aquarium DragonCon night at the Georgia Aquarium, which is Saturday, September second. Uh, from the last report I saw uh, from DragonCon, the VIP area is now over sixty percent sold. So if you do want to participate in the uh, night at the Georgia Aquarium, and that is on Saturday from seven to eleven uh, please, uh, go ahead and make your reservations now because, uh, uh, there are standard tickets available as well. Um, and then the VIP area, like I said, is, is, is getting sold out as well. So, um, I think the, um, the standard tickets are even more, uh, closer to sold out. I think they're more like 80% sold out if I'm not mistaken. So, um, so you definitely want to check that out. And then, uh, Last but not least, as far as the news items goes uh Dragoncon recently announced that they are going to have a cosplay contest um uh, in regards this is a special contest and this is in regards to um Stan Lee and his uh, appearance at the Dragon con parade um they uh uh, according to the uh, the official announcement, um, Stan Lee, who is the DragonCon 2017 DragonCon Parade Grand Marshal, he is looking for a Gwen Stacy and a Mary Jane Watson to ride by his side. Oh, Stan, of course you do. Um, it sounds
3: like such a Craigslist thing to <laughs> I
2: know, right? It really he also, does. He also wants a Spider-Man villain to walk behind his car at the front of the parade. So if you have, if you think you can... Uh, have what it takes to ride with Stan, Uh, go ahead and send your cosplay photos um, to dragonconcontest at gmail.com by July 12th. So you only have a couple weeks to do so. Uh, They're going to pick the top three in each category, and then they're going to post them on the social media sites, like uh, the website, uh, the the, uh, Facebook group and so that people will be able to vote I guess on their their choices. And so I guess the top choices for Mary Jane and Gwen will be uh, riding with Stan on his on his final farewell to the uh, to the Dragon Con as well as to the uh, parade folks in Atlanta. So that should be an awesome honor. Um, so uh, it's a cool thing. So if you want to find out more information about that, uh, just go to the DragonCon uh, website, uh, official site, or you can go to their Facebook page. Uh, as a matter of fact, the notice I was reading just is just right off that. So,
0: That's awesome. Uh,
2: that's very cool. Um, Mike, I believe you had a news item as well?
0: Yes. I uh, just got a message from Eternal Zam. Uh She uh, just wanted me to notify people that those who are still looking for hotel rooms.
2: Oh, yes. Important.
0: Yes. And I know many of you are still looking for hotel rooms. The Westin has just released a block of new rooms at
2: Dragon Con rates. Ooh, mm, which they'll probably be gone by the time people hear this. But, yeah, no, but- no
3: one's listening to the end of the show now. <laughs> no, nope. like, so you know, <laughs> I
2: know everybody's like, "Click." Mm.
0: <laughs> exactly, but you know, at you know, I think it's going for only like less than two fifty a night. Wow, you know, for the Westin, and that's a host hotel, folks. I think that's pretty big news.
2: That is big news. Thank you for that. So hopefully there's still some available so that listeners can take advantage of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause uh, people are writing as of today that they were, had no problem getting a room and awesome. even an upper floor. Cause some people are re- requesting that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: I, I wouldn't mind moving over to the West end to be honest with you, but I think at this point I can't, I don't want I can't pay for two hotel rooms and I've already got my Marriott one paid for So. Mm-hmm. so i'd have to try to figure out something else about that but i i kind of am looking to sort of move over to that side just because it's closer to the artist alley area so
0: exactly i was figuring you wouldn't want to get caught over on the parade route and such
2: well there's that i just you know frankly the less walking i have to do when i get out of bed the best the better so
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> they won't let you sleep under the table at the uh cartoon mart
2: <laughs> no, they will not. So, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, well, that's cool. That's cool. Very cool. Thanks, Sam. And we'll hear from you later uh, with more information as well. Um, we also did, like I said uh, at the start of the show, we did get an email from a listener in reference to last month's topic, our main topic, which was doing Dragon Con on a budget. And this email came from Kevin. And, and Kevin wrote, uh, I was listening to episode five of the DC Con Report. As far as doing DC on a budget, one suggestion is to supplement food budget with the con suite. Uh, I think we mentioned that briefly, but yes, it's always a good idea. Uh, I've actually never done, as many years as I've been there, I've never gone to the con suite. That's in the, now that is in the Hyatt, correct?
3: Second floor.
2: Second floor. Never of the Hyatt.
1: even been?
2: I've never even been to the con suite.
1: I think. Two years ago is probably the first time I'd ever been I, I have never spent a lot of time there so
2: and that's open to everybody correct yes gotcha now there is a guest con suite as well
3: is that correct? Well you're guest you tell me I don't I
2: don't know I'll have to I'll have to research <laughs> this and find out because yes I've never I yeah I'm so busy running around or manning my table I never really get a chance to do all of that stuff like you know to to go out and eat During the day just is unheard of for me. I mean, I have to have like little snacks with me, that kind of thing to carry me over, as we've recommended to many people.
3: Uh, I would say if you're going to go to the con suite, just prepare yourself because sometimes it does close for cleaning and sometimes they prepare other types of food and they're out.
2: And so sometimes it is kind of tricky to get there because of the elevators. And all yeah,
3: I, I would say, well, it's on the second floor, so a flight of stairs away. So that's what I would do. But I would say that's a backup plan, not a main plan.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, cool. Well, it's good to know. Also, Kevin writes, another uh, tip is to avoid paying to park near the con by parking at a Marta stop that has less expensive parking and taking the train. In.
4: So,
2: mm-hmm. um, and uh, yes, definitely. Marta is your friend uh definitely um it doesn't run all night long so unfortunately if you do depend on marta you might have to you know call an early night uh some of the nights but um it is a way to save on parking definitely um and a lot of people take marta in to go to dragon con a lot of people do so um well very cool thanks kevin for writing in we appreciate that and like again folks we we will we do appreciate feedback we do appreciate uh, you calling us on it if if we say something here that doesn't make sense please write to us uh, help us correct it and if there's something like uh, like you know I was just talking about the guest con suite or whatever if I, if there's something that you know about um, please reach out to us because we like we love reading and interacting with our fans so and our listeners so very cool well um, since Mike you and Darren were not on last month's. Uh, do you have any DragonCon uh, budget suggestions? Mike, you want
3: to go first, or...?
0: I got to take it off mute. It's always a good thing.
3: Ah, there you
0: go. <laughs> I was like talking up a storm and you
2: know it just was like, wow, why isn't anyone responding?
3: yada, yada, yada. I mean, I
2: know you guys both are so wealthy that you know you guys just Uh-oh. like, you know, you just you just cruise on on Dragon Con. But now I obviously... told you
3: I would buy Tiki Zombie 5. Stop it. <laughs> Jesus. Christ almighty.
2: But, um, no, really, uh, do you guys have, uh, any sort of helpful suggestions that way?
0: Oh, of course. You know, ways to save money is always pack your own food yep. you know, is one of the best ways to save money. Um, bring your own alcohol, bring, you know, bring enough supplies that, you know, you can cut down on going out to the restaurants and, or going into the snack bars or going to, um, Starbucks even, because I'll let you know a little bit of a secret, though. Um, You know how there is a Starbucks in the lobby of the Marriott, and it is run by the hotel, though, and it actually charges more if you walk two blocks to the Starbucks on Peachtree Street, which is right in the base of the America Smart where the gaming is. That's a regular Starbucks, and it's a cheaper price. So you could save a couple bucks right there.
2: Very good, very good to know.
0: So, if you need your coffee fix, and then of course, of uh, you know, during Friday, Thursday, and Friday, if you're still there, the food court over at Peachtree Center is not the only option. You also have the food court at the, uh, what is it SunTrust Center? Which
3: yeah, is- SunTrust Plaza or Park or something. Exactly, yeah, it's right next door.
0: And they have a Dunkin' Donuts, which has fairly cheap coffee and food. They have a burger place that's a little cheaper than, you know, if you get it at the Marriott or the Hyatt or the Hilton. You know, just ways to save, you know, a little bit more money.
2: Absolutely. That makes sense. Darren, what about you?
3: Um, Well, going, to, going with coffee, because coffee is really expensive and you need caffeine. You can also bring your own coffee maker from home.
0: Mm-hmm. Bring your Kirk. Bring your, bring your Mr. Coffee. And-
3: Bring it from home and, and do it in your room. Um, beyond that, um, keeping Dragon con cheap. Um, don't go no I'm kidding. Um, you, you really want to have one huge meal. If you're gonna go cheap, one huge meal like at the diner or something big that's gonna fill you up all day is cheaper than breakfast, lunch and dinner separately. True. So you can like get a really good meal. With um, some veggies and drinks and a big portion, and then you can snack the rest of the day, and you've got the energy to go, go, go. Now, it depends upon when your day is actually going to quote-unquote start at Dragon and when it's going to end at Dragon, but the diner there is 24 hours. They're fairly inexpensive for what you get. I would go there for my one meal. If I if I was going to save on money with the food budget, that's where I would go and that's my strategy. And well, just load it with snacks.
0: I do know that a block past the Sheraton on Cortland Street is a Waffle House now. Yeah. And so, if you want to oh, save really? some money. Yeah, there's if the waffle you, house. really mm-hmm. Yes. And because it's part of now Georgia State and mm-hmm. they want to get all, they're trying to get all the students and that's a twenty four hour restaurant also, and you know waffle House it's Greece Central, but you can walk out of there paying five bucks for a meal
3: for a meal, yeah,
0: and so you know it's go good. but but it's i do good. i if you if you're going to do that, especially at night folks, do not go by yourself
3: Don't walk alone, walk in a group yes, walk, walk in a big group, walk if, I don't say that like, ooh, scary, but the more of you there are the less tempted someone will be to pull something. Exactly. That's just just the way it is. Um, I would say if you're, if driving is a concern and parking is a concern, consider Ubering, especially if you're staying downtown, one Uber there, one Uber back might be cheaper than the parking at the hotel all weekend and the parking in the, the lots all weekend. $35 a night. Yeah. Yeah. So consider that as an alternative to driving and parking valet, whatever. Um, that's always a good saver of time and energy. Marta passes if you can do it. If you don't have a lot of costume stuff that you're bringing back and forth, that's always a good option. Um, don't go to the dealer's room until the last day because you're just going to be tempted to spend money.
1: <laughs> go, the,
3: sure. go the last day and then try to get some deals. Hey, exactly.
2: let's not get crazy now. Like You can well, still go to Artist Alley Like all, you can go to all weekend Alley, long.
3: Sure, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You don't need to spend... $90 on fan item X, you know, when you're trying to sweat, am I going to be able to have enough money for food on Sunday? You know, so just consider that, consider your options, make a budget and stick to it mm-hmm. as much as you can. Don't let your credit card, you know, inflate that weekend.
0: Also, you know, I know they also have Uber eats now that you if also will help you save a little bit of money. If you want, you know, someplace cheap, even McDonald's does Uber Eats. If you have a craving for a Big Mac, it doesn't co- cost all that much extra. And it's a money saving thing compared to what they still charge at the hotels. You know, because the restaurants at the hotels, you know, it's hotel prices. You're going to, if you want room service or something, you cannot get out of there for under 20 bucks at the minimum.
3: Oh, easy. Yeah. And that's breakfast.
0: Exactly. I mean, so, mm. so, yeah, you just have to, you know, but then there's, you know, at the food court, there is cheap options. There's Chick-fil-A. There's Willie's, which is the Mexican place. Then there's also Moe's, which is also another Mexican. And then they have, you know, all the smaller eateries, which are still not that expensive. But, you know, if you want cheap, Chick-fil-A is the way to go. You can get a chicken sandwich for three bucks. So, you know, take it that also as you will. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, definitely there's definitely cheap ways. And then, you know, of course, you know, people if they for some reason run out of like underarm deodorant or you need condoms or you need <laughs> items like, you know, items like that, you know, don't go to the hotel gift shops. There is a CVS that has regular prices at the Peachtree Center.
1: Yeah, I'll bring a lot of that stuff from home. And I know, obviously, like, you, sometimes you just forget stuff and then mm-hmm. you want to go to the CVS. But um, my group that rooms together has something called, we just call it the con kit. And it just has all kinds of stuff that somebody might forget. And then we have it in the room. So it's like there's condoms in there. There's face wash and shampoo, conditioner, extra toothbrushes, um deodorant like little toiletry type things Mm -hmm. you've even got like paper plates and forks and knives and um like socks you've got socks in there piece like notebooks um all paper
3: towels napkins yeah Yeah.
1: napkins exactly stuff that like you know that you need but you might not remember the night before you leave Mm -hmm. like little stuff like that that's easy to forget so if you pack something like that now then, you know, while you're while you are able to think about other things besides like, oh, my God, parking is going to cost so much or I need to make sure I remember part of my cosplay. Um, while you <laughs> can think about some other things, then you'll be ready with a lot of that stuff.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And also not not a way to save money, but when you're in grocery stores or your local like discount stores, think about what you need. See if you can get a deal. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to buy trash bags soon because every year those little itty bitty hotel trash cans are nowhere near enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it is, it is a moral imperative that you not ask a, a probably close to minimum wage maid to clean up the mess you and your crew have made in your hotel room on Monday afternoon when you're checking out hungover as all crap. Put all those bottles and and cups. Get the big hefty bags. Time up. Put them together. Because how we leave our rooms matters on the hotel rates.
1: Absolutely.
3: Right? You know because they're gonna they're gonna put that charge for cleaning the rooms into the con hotel rate. So clean up your rooms, please.
1: Um, I think we talked about coffee a minute ago. One way yeah. that we save money too. um, is to brew cold brew coffee at home. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can put that in your, in your refrigerator. If you have a refrigerator in your room, um, and like you can Google cold brew, like I'm not going to explain how to make it, but basically it comes out concentrated. So it doesn't take up as much space like volume wise. Um, and you basically mix it about like half coffee, half water. So you actually don't have to bring a ton of liquid with you. You can probably just find like a really big mason jar and that'll get you through the whole week. So that's one thing we like to do rather than having to go to Starbucks every morning or bring a coffee maker, which is also annoying.
0: Oh, yeah. One year we brought our Keurig with, and man, we took the Marta. Not a good idea, folks. No. (laughs) (coughs) No, no, no. But it did save uh us on coffee.
1: (laughs) Well, awesome. Yeah, those totally. are, I mean, those bring are, it. If you can. Yeah,
2: yeah, those are really, really, really good, good tips. Uh, and yeah, we—it's almost like part two of our discussion last month. So, excellent, excellent. We're all good ideas. Um, and people will be saving so much money; they can—they have no excuse but to spend it at my booth, at my table next. Uh, this year. <laughs> exactly. So, thank you for for giving people uh, reasons to not spend money. Uh, So that's awesome. Um, Well, cool. Well, um, and speaking of spending money, because one of the things that people do spend a lot of money at at Dragon Con is on the guests. And uh, there are a lot more guest announcements this month. So without further ado, Mike and Mary.
0: Okay, Mary, let's start at the bottom of the list and work our way up. And let's go with ladies first.
1: Rick Worthy is the king of genre television. He was most recently the alpha vampire on Supernatural, Dean Fogg on The Magicians, and Lem Washington on The Man in the High Castle.
0: Mikey Mason, radio ready, catch geeky rock comedy, as seen on NBC and heard on Dr. Demento and Nerdist.com.
1: Christopher Larkin currently portrays Monty Green on the CW series The 100.
0: Richard Harmon is best known for his role as John Murphy on the CW's 100. Harmon is also known for his roles as Jasper Ames in The Killing and Julian Randolph on Continuum.
1: Luciana Caro is a Toronto-born actress known for her dramatic and comedic roles on American television and feature films. She's best known as Luann Cat Catrain on Battlestar Galactica.
0: Henry Gilroy is a television screenwriter and producer. He's best known for co-writing the animated series Star Wars: The Clone Wars. From an early age, Gilroy loved comic books and animation. Gilroy is also the author of several Star Wars comic books and the first Bionicle trilogy.
1: One of the most notable Darkwave bands internationally, the Crux Shadows motto is "Live, Love, Be, Believe. And it serves as a reminder that while the Crook Shadows may write catchy songs, the band has depth that extends beyond the dance floor. I
2: don't think I've been to Dragon Con without them there. I
0: think they're a mainstay. I think so, too. More of a mainstay than you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Larry
0: Hama is a comic book writer, artist, and actor and musician who has worked in the field of entertainment and publishing since the 1960s. He is best known to American comic book readers as a writer and editor for Marvel Comics, where he wrote the licensed comic book series G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero.
1: Matt Frank, the Kaiju King, having been an artist for IDW's Godzilla Comics since 2011. His work includes Godzilla Legends, Godzilla Rulers of Earth, and Godzilla Rage Across Time. Jack Walsh
0: is a Public television producer and writer, best known for the Emmy-winning work on cosplay, Crafting a Secret Identity, Four Days at Dragon Con, and Get Delicious. We've actually had him on the show before. Mm-hmm.
1: Van Jensen is the writer of comic books, of including James Bond, Casino Royale, The Flash, Green Lantern Corps, and Pinocchio Vampire Slayer.
2: And we've had him on the show before. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Siegel is a producer and sound mixer whose work include The Unwanted, Implanted, Walking Dead, Stranger Things, and Vampire Dairies.
1: Michael Rooker is best known as the blue-skinned alien Yondu Udanta in the 2014 Guardians of the Galaxy, a role which he has reprised in the 2017 summer blockbuster Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2. He's also well-known as the character the fans love to hate on AMC's The Walking Dead, Merle Dixon.
0: Peter Mayhew is plays Chewbacca in the original Star Wars trilogy and most recently in episode seven, The Force Awakens.
1: Sean Gunn is best known for his role on Gilmore Girls as the quirky Kurt Gleason and his work as Rabatcher Craglin in the motion and the motion reference actor for Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
0: Wonder if his brother's gonna show up, if he's gonna be there. Probably a good way. You that, never know. Exactly. Is that really?
1: Are they really brothers? Oh yeah. yeah. Very cool.
0: Corey Castellano has been a professional makeup artist for over twenty years. His credits include the X Men spinoff Gifted, Sleepy Hollow, Teen Wolf, Pirates of the Caribbean Two, Three, and Four, Sarah Connor Chronicles, and War of the Worlds.
1: Tukan Dub is known for fun, high-energy shows with audience involvement. Performing at rent fairs, music festivals, and pubs, entertaining with Irish and Scottish music, Americana, and original comedy tunes with plenty of jokes and banter to keep everyone smiling.
0: With childhood interests in music, arts, and movies, Junis Sodomato studied film and video. He was the body double for Chewbacca, played by Peter Mayhew, in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and will play the role in Star Wars The Last Jedi and the upcoming Han Solo spinoff films.
1: Tad Stones is a renowned animation producer and writer, creator of Darkwing Duck and Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, and producer-director of two Hellboy animated movies. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Daniel Logan is best known for his portrayal of young Boba Fett from the 2002 film Star Wars Episode II, Attack of the Clones, where he was nominated for a Young Artist Award. Logan also voiced Fett in the animated Star Wars The Clone Wars.
1: Michael Gordon
0: Hey, That's we crazy.
1: know that guy. <laughs> <Nothing>. What? <laughs> Michael Gordon is a writer, producer and writer, publisher and podcaster. His creator-owned comic Tiki Zombie has been running for over half a decade. He can also be heard saying "Howdy!" on the weekly Earth Station 1 podcast as well as a number of other shows.
2: Yeah, I think that man
0: like... more does more shows than Chris Hardwick does now. <laughs>
2: Other shows like this one, yes, yes, thank you, thank you.
0: I'm very proud that you're going to be there again this year, Mikey.
2: I'm very proud to be there. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very excited. As I mentioned last month, uh, um, when I made the announcement uh, here, that uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's great to participate in it officially. So, I mean, I'd be there anyway, but it's good to be like uh part of the show.
0: Keith Farley is best known for playing Thane. Krios in Mass Effect, he's the IGN character of the year, and Kellogg in Fallout 4.
1: Michael Eklund is best known for disappearing into every role and radically transforming his look for each new character. Television appearances include guest starring in recurring roles on Altered Carbon, Winona Earp, Gotham, and The Bates Motel Season 2.
0: Tim Clark has designed puppets for The Muppets and Dark Crystal, The Mystics, Slayers, Landslider, and Crystal Bats. He has also worked on puppets for Sesame Street, The Muppet Show, for wh- and Fraggle Rock, for which he created Traveling Matt.
1: Charles Kyoto's television credits include the revival of The Crofts, Land of the Lost, their Amazing life, Live Sea Monkeys series, and Sabin's Power Rangers and Ninja Turtle series. His feature credits include the cult classic Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Team America, Elf, and Dinner for Schmucks.
0: Eric Burnham is a writer, artist, best known for his work on IDW's Ghostbuster series, TMNT, Back to the Future, and Galaxy Quest.
1: A roboticist since childhood, Lisa Winter has 20 years experience designing and building robots. She has competed in all U.S. Robot Wars and BattleBots competitions since 1996, including ABC's BattleBots Season 1 and 2. That's hardcore.
0: That is cool. Yeah. James Urbignac provides the voice of Dr. Thaddeus Venture on the Venture Brothers, as well as the Doctor's brother, Jonas Venture Jr., and the supervillain, Phantom Lim.
1: Brent Spiner is best known for his portrayal of the beloved android Data on the television series Star Trek The Next Generation.
0: Woo! <laughs> Marina Sarris is best known for her portrayal of Deanna Troy, the psychic counselor for seven years on the series Star Trek The Next Generation, as well as in the Star Trek feature films, that has brought her legions of fans throughout the galaxy.
1: I have an autographed um, action figure of her from that show.
2: Awesome. Aww. Last time it's I saw awesome. her at Dragon Con, she cried. Aww. Not anything, not anything oh, what did I you do, Mikey? What, not did, you what do? did you do? What did you do? Yes, yeah, not. Uh, but uh, no, she got, <laughs> she she was on a panel and she got pretty emotional, and it was uh, Aww. something special. So, aw.
1: Mike Furman is a musician and comedian, and original partner in Harden Firm with Chris Hardwick.
0: Michael Mosley is an accomplished actor, costumer, and professional wrestler. He has built costumes professionally for several celebrities and worked as a costumer for the WWE when needed.
1: Dang, we got all the next-gen actors! Yes! Gates McFadden is best known for portraying the character of Dr. Beverly Crusher in the television and film series Star Trek The Next Generation.
0: One of the creators and co-hosts of We Got This with Mark and Hal on Maximum Fun Network, Hal Lublin, is an accomplished actor and improviser, best known as Steve Carlsberg on Welcome to Night Vale, me also plays Wide Whale and Monolo on The Venture Brothers.
1: Leanne Lord is a comedian, author, speaker, and host. She was the NYC Face of CFI's African Americans for Humanism campaign. Leanne is also a co-host on Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Leanne has been seen on Comedy Central, HBO, and The View.
0: Stacy Gordon is a puppeteer and puppet builder in Phoenix, Arizona, and operator of Puppets Pie. A puppet-building studio, Stacy is a recent addition to Sesame Street's cast and an honor to play Julia, Sesame Street's first character with autism.
1: Ma- Mark Gagliardi is best known for the viral hit Drunk History and his work on stage in The Thrilling Adventure Hour.
0: Best known for his work as a multi-instrumental in the indie rock band The Decemberist, Chris Funk has recently developed the tabletop game Illamat, which was designed with Keith Baker.
1: Peter Captain Cutler, cartoonist, illustrator, commercial artist, and comic book artist of Tiki Zombie, Hero Cats, and his own up-and-coming Beastie Bunch.
0: Yay, Peter's coming back. Absolutely.
2: Down. Yep, that's, uh, that's awesome, too. I'm happy for him as well. Yay.
0: Bill Corbett is a former writer and performer for Mystery Science Theater 3000 on the Sci-Fi Channel and previously on Comedy Central. He provided the second incarnation of the robot Crow and the other strange characters, including the all powerful but clueless alien, the Observer, aka the Brain Guy.
1: Frank Conniff is a comedy writer and performer who began his TV career writing for the Peabody Award winning Comedy Central series Mystery Science Theater 3000, where he also played TV's Frank, the bumbling yet lovable mad scientist.
0: Craig Kurkowski is an actor and director known for drunken history, community, and Veep.
1: Trace Ballou is founding writer performer on Mystery Science Theater 3000, playing Dr. Forrester and Crow for the show's first seven seasons as well as the feature film version of MST.
0: Cecil Baldwin is the voice of Cecil Gershwin Palmer, the narrator of Welcome to Nightvale. Baldwin is a stage actor, performer, and director who has also narrated the audiobook for The Fall of Hotel Dumont. Voice Head stranger on Gravity Falls, and much, much more.
1: Martin Robinson is a puppeteer who works for the Jim Henson Company. He also built, designed, and performed the pup- and performed the puppets for Little Shop of Horrors, Sesame Street, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and more.
0: And that is our list.
1: <laughs> yes, I need and, to
0: go back and, on vacation, Mike. I'm done.
2: See ya. And you know what? That's not even half. Like I definitely encourage people to go to the dragon con website and check out all the, all the guest announcements because there are so many as we, as we always say, I mean, we try to name like the highlights here, but there's a lot of folks. Well, cool. Thank you guys for doing that. Appreciate it.
0: Our My- pleasure.
2: <sighs> Thanks guys. Appreciate it. And uh, yes. And of course, in addition to the guests, Uh, One of the things about Dragon Con that makes it so special is the costuming and the cosplay. So I thought this month it would be kind of cool to uh, try to guess, predict, see what we want to see out of uh, what we think we'll see out uh, out of the costumers this year. Because Dragon Con is probably, I would say, one of the top events as far as not just cosplay in general, but I think fan cosplay. So you never know what you're going to find at Dragon Con. Whereas a lot of the other conventions, I think it's a lot more structured as far as their their contests. And it's it's sort of more specialized. Like, for example, if they know that someone from, like, a Marvel movie is going to be there, there'll be a lot more uh, Marvel but uh, costumes at those conventions. Whereas with Dragon Con, it seems like, I mean, it's up for grabs. I mean, anybody, you could see anything uh coming around the corner so and many
0: um, times we have
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely but i mean obviously due to uh popular movies tv other uh things of pop culture we're probably going to see uh you can kind of predict that like look we're going to see a lot of wonder women's right we usually see a lot of wonder Womans, but we'll probably see more wonder Womans in than, than usual is that a safe bet
3: I think that's a very safe bet, and I would not be surprised if we don't see a lot of uh Steve Trevor's
2: yeah, and good.
3: a lot of the um other cast of um characters with her in uh the World War One series. Lots and of I, Amazons.
2: I was gonna say I have Lots heard of Amazons that, too. I have heard, and I don't know if there's anything official about this, but I have heard that um in terms of, you know, some of the groups that get together, but you know, I think it's been the last few years where DragonCon has had a Fair substantial group that does the 300 cosplay. Um, I would expect maybe we'll see some Amazons kind of uh, along those lines.
3: I would not be surprised if you saw an Amazons versus 300 photo shoot at some point.
2: That would be awesome. If it doesn't, I would not
3: happen... be shocked. I've not heard anything official either, but I wouldn't be shocked.
2: Yes, please, let's make that happen. If uh, anybody's listening that can help make that happen, um, yeah, because I am not in any condition to dress like either one of them. So, uh, but I would love to see photos of that. Um, anything else that you guys, um, obviously, uh, with, um, some of the other movies, some of the other TV shows, anything else that you're expecting will be a popular character this year?
0: Truthfully, I would love to see somebody dressed as Kubo.
2: Wow. That would be cool. That would be
0: be pretty awesome.
2: That would be one for a good one for you know obviously if you've got a small child,
0: mm-hmm, exactly, and it w- it would be pretty darn awesome though.
2: It would be awesome as a family too. Like if you were going, um, like say you had a family and and you were you wanted to think of some sort of costuming that you could all do together, uh, you know, um, Kubo and some of the supporting cast would be pretty awesome to see. That I would that would definitely make me run over and take a picture, ask to take a picture because oh of course that would be outstanding. It's one of my favorite movies from last year, so I would love to see that. Um, I know that uh, Star Trek has kind of been on the decline, um, and Star Wars has been on the rise since the new movies. And do we see that trend continuing? Oh, I'm sure. I would
3: say so. I, I would expect to see some Rogue One going on for sure.
2: A lot of. Do you think there'll be a lot of Leia's?
3: Um, I would think, as a tribute to Carrie, probably.
2: I, I would imagine. And not just that Slave so
3: Leia. I think we'll see more variety.
2: Yes. So Yeah, I'm thinking, I, I would imagine that there'll be some sort of tribute photo shoot. Uh, usually now, I think Dragon Con has taken it upon themselves, a lot of costumers have taken it upon themselves to do tributes to uh, big names that have passed in the year. I know that I think last year they had a Bowie one. I believe, um, I don't know if they did a Prince one or not. I did see some folks uh, dressed as Prince last year.
0: I wouldn't be surprised seeing people, more Twin Peaks characters.
2: Oh, yes. Good call. I mean, and that's pretty easy to do, right? Because, you know, you just walk around with a log, right? So- exactly.
0: Or wear a dark <laughs> suit and say you're Agent Cooper.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, or, or well, yes. Yeah. For those people who haven't seen all of The Return, I won't spoil it. But there's plenty of other uh, folks that you could cosplay as. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you wouldn't see. And I think... I don't know if I didn't, I didn't really see a lot of it last year. Maybe it just hadn't really caught on yet, but, um, I'm kind of looking, I'm always on the lookout for folks who are dressed up because one of my favorite shows last year was Westworld.
0: Oh, sure. I definitely will see plenty of Westworld. You'll see a lot of American gods also.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, Um, If someone can, can, uh, can capture uh Jillian Anderson's character in American Gods? Is it is she media? Is that right? Uh um, yes. yeah, she's media. Uh that would be outstanding.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was awesome. And last year I did see a lot of people dressed up as preacher. Okay. And so I fully expect that. You know, there was one guy who looked dead on almost. It was just amazing.
3: And there'll be some folks, I'm sure, from Lucifer and Supernatural and, and you know, the the mainstays now, the, that um, kind of urban horror TV genre kind of birthed out of, you know, Dark Shadows and into Buffy and so on. So there'll be a lot of that more than likely, I think.
2: Here's sort of a side question that kind of goes along with it, but um, because I, I have a theory that Dragon Con in its own way has indirectly helped Atlanta become... Uh, the 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 filming capital or the sort of the filming capital the east that it's kind of been over the last few years because of the fact that costuming was so huge and such a part of dragon con that a lot of people who are really into costuming uh live here and a lot of those same people now are working in the film industry here Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. because you have a lot of people who can do a lot of costuming, makeup, that sort of thing, uh, because of Dragon Con, you've already got those people already here. So when when you come to film movies, you you don't have to bring a lot of people from L.A. True. Very and and true. you see that, and they they showcase their stuff at, at Dragon Con a lot. I mean, we know uh, quite a few people who, you know, in addition to their day job, which is making, you know, uh, makeup or, uh wardrobe for movies and TV shows they really show off at Dragon Con. Hmm.
0: Very true. I would love to see somebody dressed up as Mantis. I hope we're going to see a lot of those. Oh,
2: I think that will all happen. Yeah. So some yeah, some some more Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Well, especially with uh you know, at least two of the stars here, right? Cuz since Michael and and Sean are here, I would imagine that <laughs> I would imagine that we'll see a few Taser faces.
0: Oh, broad. probably
3: probably yeah <laughs> that's not probably an easy costume PCs to pull fixed. off but
0: oh you'll probably well, see quite a few egos I, and i, do, I, and I, I don't would... mean the costume either no.
3: you mean you mean like david hasselhoff that's
0: yeah exactly <laughs>
3: <laughs> um but I, I i think we'll see a lot of that the only thing about the guardians is a lot of those costumes are really makeup heavy outside of star lord so that's you have to think about that when you're doing a cosplay for a con, how much time are you willing to spend in your room getting airbrushed or whatever, in order to make that look happen. Yeah. To get all painted that in your, in your budget as well.
2: (laughs) Although, you know, you could, you could plan it out so that, you know, you could be Gamora during the day and then an Orion slave
3: girl at night. So you could just keep that green going. Totally. Totally. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: Mm -mm.
0: Nope. And make it work for you definitely mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see who you could you know catch in the costumes we'll probably see a lot of Dr. Strange this year
5: yeah
3: I can see that as well
0: Um, like because... any, anything
3: like the Spider-Man homecoming outfit probably mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah or Spider-Man in like what does he have an Avengers jacket on the poster that I've not, seen not and seen and so, you know, possibly that. Or, you know, I'm sure we'll see plenty of, you know, the typical DC and Marvel stuff. Um, More Suicide Squad because there was tons of Harleys last year. Oh, were there Harleys?
2: Well, Harleys and Deadpools are just going to happen, right?
3: You this.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're just... I think now, though, we're seeing... The one thing about... Okay, Deadpool... And I'm not over Deadpool and I'm not criticizing because actually it's, you know, if I go to a con and I... It, I can't imagine going to a con and not seeing Deadpool. It would be weird. Now, um, but um, I will say that with Deadpool, it's kind of like I don't want to say you've seen one, you've seen them all, but there's a there's a definite like costume there, where and a definite look that hasn't even the movie kind of just is a lot the, very similar to the, uh, the comic book, and et cetera, et cetera. Whereas with Harley, there's at least like off the top of my head, there's four or five different versions of her. So depending, like, there's a lot more flexibility there as far as, you know, dressing up like Harley. Mm -hmm. We'll
0: probably see, you know, because this year is the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter, you'll probably see tons of Potter stuff, but you also see the uh, Fantastic Beasts uh, folks. Mm -hmm. You'll probably see that, and
2: hopefully we'll see some Lego Batman stuff. (laughs) That'd be (laughs) cool. The Mm -hmm. Legos, you know, are, I would think that they would be kind of a tricky thing to do, but I've seen so many folks just do it with, like, cardboard, really, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Cardboard or plastic. You know, I've seen hard plastic versions of these characters that people are dressed up as. It's pretty amazing, actually.
3: It is. Keep in mind, plastic does not breathe. Oh, no. (laughs) You're putting yourself into an oven. So just be aware of that.
2: Yeah, and cardboard bends and rips very easily. Totally. Uh, The wear and tear, literally, the wear and tear on cardboard. um, That's pretty much a costume that you probably only wear once to Dragon Con, right?
0: Yeah, probably. Um, It'd be interesting to see, you know, some of the other, you know, things you know we've seen people dressed as minions we've seen people dressed as wrestlers we've seen people you know plenty of doctor who because they're having matt smith there he's the first new series doctor they've had
2: Mm, good call so you'll see probably because people want to you know obviously take advantage of the photo ops so you'll probably see a lot of rivers a lot of amy's a lot of a lot of
0: companions a lot of rory's yeah definitely yeah so i definitely think you'll see that uh you know They've been announcing, you know, the new Star Trek The Next Generation folks. You'll probably see stuff like that. You know, you'll see a lot of the traditional stuff, too. But there's, you know, there's so much costuming that, you know, from these movies, Wonder Woman alone, you know, can give us a good 30 characters. Yep. That people can cosplay from.
3: I and mean, it is the 30th anniversary of STTNG, So, you know, they're hitting that right on right on an anniversary day.
2: Gotcha. And then as we've mentioned just a little while ago, there are a lot of guests coming from next generation as well.
1: And I just get to kick myself repeatedly that I'm not at Las Vegas this year.
2: Oh,
0: oh.
1: they're having every living actor from every star Trek series. It's going to be the coolest thing that's ever happened. Wow. Ever. Yes.
3: That's
1: really, a lot of actors. I'm
2: really upset. I can't be there. well, i I definitely encourage people to check out. I mean, there are if you are interested in in you know dressing up, um, uh, obviously, if you want to check out to see if there's going to be a group that you can get your photos with, um, because there's groups for everything. I mean, obviously d c, uh, Marvel, I think those are the ones that uh, get the most attention. You see those uh, photos show up all the time. Uh, these epic shoots uh, that are done. Is it on the roof? It's on like uh, of one of the hotels. It's not on the roof, but it's like a courtyard area, right?
0: I don't think so. I'm like, not where sure. Where do they
2: do the big like DC and Marvel shoots? On the stairs? Yeah. Those like big stairs outside, but that's like.
1: Yeah, that's... the stairs on the, in the Hilton.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. But I I also know that there's a lot of other groups uh, and groups that you wouldn't normally associate, like you just wouldn't think of. Like uh, I'm at the uh, Dragon Con Costumes Club, which is a group for, you know, costumers at Dragon Con. And uh, there's a legendary sleuths group and they're looking for people to take part as uh, they're encouraging people to. This is their third year for the group. And they're encouraging people to dress up uh, as um, literature and media's greatest detectives. So they expect to see, you know, from everybody from Dick Tracy to Miss Marple to Sherlock, of course, to uh, Nancy Drew, Inspector Gadget. You know, you name it. They they want to they want your they want the sleuths. They want the detectives. Uh, does Batman count? Because there's a lot of Batman. So yeah, probably
3: Batman counts. <laughs> sure, <laughs> he can do everything. Uh, so why not?
2: Absolutely. Uh, there's a particular group just for uh, Dragon Con photo shoots. So you can go to the Dragon Con group photo shoots, that's what it's called um, at, on Facebook, and you can check out uh, all the all the various groups that and, and find out the timetables for uh, what the schedule is. So if you apply, um, I don't think you my understanding is is it just as easy as like you can just show up if, if you are dressed as that kind of character that falls in that?
3: Um, depends upon the shoot. Okay um I really would uh try to get involved with those folks and see if there's room. Some of the directors of the shoots um like duplicate characters, some of them don't um, so you really need to feel your way into that world a little bit gotcha, yeah, you probably yeah. want
2: to ask some questions and and yeah. maybe we'll try to get somebody who knows a little bit more uh, on one of these future shows that we're going to do a closer because we've got about two or at least two more episodes that we're doing, um, you know, before this show. But I'm looking at their group schedule and on Friday, boy, they're starting right off, right out of about 1030 on Friday, September 1st is the Wonder Woman shoot. So, yeah. So, I know it. so now Darren, do you participate in that? Oh yeah. Okay, cool.
3: Oh yeah. I've got to be up and, and ready to go and, um in my in my leathers by like 10 o'clock so i can get down the stairs to um, harvey id park i believe that's where it is every year because it looks very yes. mythological and uh we take pictures for about an hour and then i have breakfast now so.
2: now how how okay so since you're participating in this and you've done this in the book like how formal is this i mean do you have to if you're thinking of participating do you have to register with the group do you have to can you just show up or
3: that group yes you do because there are so many versions of wonder woman okay they only have the park for a limited amount of time and there's only so much room for a photographer to back up and get everybody in the shot so there's there's a lot of things to take into consideration there
2: now Um, another question is if you're not doing the costuming but you want to you're a photographer or even an amateur photographer like even if you are just taking pictures with your phone can anybody show up and take sure, pictures?
3: you can i i think at some point there there's a capacity issue um people still need to walk by on the sidewalk you know so but usually a lot of people just stop and, and look anyway it's not been a problem in the past but if let's say a thousand people showed up to take photos of any photo shoot might be a problem you know Usually there's a hardcore group of photographers who go to all these photo shoots, and um, most of the folks who run them know those folks really well, and they have a rapport with them. Again, it's about easing your way in and meeting some folks, get connected, talk to some, po- some people about it, and um, talk to some ph- photographers. Usually they'll have like one official photographer for a shoot, and then they'll open it up for everybody else to start shooting because they don't want competing flashes and things messing up with the official shoot photo.
2: That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, well, for just real quick, and I'm just going to run by, uh, run through some of these uh, for uh, for folks who might be interested. But um, starting on Friday, uh, there is a Wonder Woman shoot, as I mentioned, at uh, Hardy uh, Hardy Ivy Park. Um, Princess Leia, uh, there's a shoot for Princess Leia uh, themed costumes on at the Hilton Steps A. Um, and actually, steps it says Hilton Steps B, so I guess it's going to be huge. They're going to use both Steps A and B. Um, Legion of Superheroes um, at the Hilton. That's on the fifth floor. That's at 11.30 on Friday. Um, Superman and Analog Characters, anything related to Superman, that's actually on uh, Friday as well. Uh, also, Friday is Resident Evil, uh, Umbrella Corpse, uh, a, a photo shoot for that. Uh, Game of Thrones is at uh, 1 p.m. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Harley Quinn. Uh, so if you've got a Harley-themed uh, outfit. Uh, Heroes of the CW. Um, this is all on Friday. Gears of War, Once Upon a Time, uh, Dread. Uh, Nintendo-themed costumes. Uh, Tokens Middle-Earth. They may have taken away the track, but there's still a photo shoot uh, for Tokens Middle-Earth characters. Um, the Magicians... That uh, sci-fi TV show. There is a, if you have a magician's-themed show, a uh, uh, costume, that's, there's one, uh, There's going to be a photo shoot for that. Uh, Disney-themed ones, uh, Gotham City, Batverse, Birds of Prey, and also uh, World of Wakanda, a uh, Black Panther, Marvel Comics uh, photo shoot. That's pretty interesting. That's going to be at 6 o'clock on, uh, on Friday. Marvel Netflix characters, uh, the um, Borderlands pool party, that's at the Marriott pool. And uh, a Star Wars Sith and Jedi. Uh, I, th- I would imagine there, those are Jedi and Sith. If I, they probably don't include like uh, stormtroopers and whatnot, uh, bounty hunters and that kind of thing. And that's at eight o'clock. That's on the Hilton Steps. A. Hey, I would imagine that that's well, that is the last one listed. I imagine that the the the, uh, the light tends to be gone by about eight thirty or nine. On, yeah, uh, that pretty uh, much kills
3: so, it at that point.
2: So, yeah. So, but uh, tons of uh, other groups. So, I would definitely recommend, and that's just that's just on Friday, uh, Saturday. There's Doctor Who. Uh, there's uh, Teen Titans, Young Justice, uh, League of Legends, Final Fantasy. Um, there's just like Deadpool photo shoot. That's on Saturday. 80s cartoon characters, Assassin's Creed. Um, so yeah, I definitely encourage people that if they are going to dress as something that maybe they want to get a, a, involved with a group shoot, definitely check out the dragon con it's called the dragon con group photo shoots. It is a closed group, but, uh, all you have to do is, uh, you know, uh, uh, submit, uh, your, uh, submit yourself as a member to get in and we'll have a link to that on our show notes so that people can check out all the photo shoots, fo- uh, spreadsheet and, uh, and you can read all the information because it does have a lot of information on how these work so and if you have questions about it you can this is the place to ask them so um the one thing that they um it's interesting someone here is asking about a steampunk photo shoot and they there's a, a lot of replies like we're not really sure if there is one what's going on like so is steampunk kind of dead?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, I, I don't think it's dead. I just don't think it's in any of these particular genres. Gotcha. You know, I, I, I'm sure if you go to a steampunk panel, you'll find some people in steampunk gear. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever put together a steampunk photo shoot before. I I would try with the steampunk panels first.
2: I yeah. There's someone does here recommend that they check with the alternate history track.
3: Hey, Q. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, um, also you got to balance your time here. If you're a co- if you're going to be in costume, don't book yourself back to back to back in these photo shoots. You don't have time. You got to leave one photo shoot, go back to your hotel room, take off all your clothes, put on a new set, possibly take a shower because you're standing in the hot sun to get the most light, you know, um, and then put on a new outfit and run. You're not going to make a back to back photo shoot. Even as a, even a participant. And then as a viewer, you'll wind up being late just with time traveling through the crowd. So don't overbook them. I
1: I would just say those photo shoots always take longer than you think they will.
3: Yes, it's true.
1: So, like, if I have one of those in a day, I probably wouldn't schedule anything after it for, like, maybe even four or five hours afterward just because, like, any number of things can happen. So. They like they're they did they take a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Man, so, so, so so Mary, you so. have done you
2: have done these as well.
1: Yeah, I don't do them anymore because they take too long. <laughs> <laughs> like it, I mean, it's cool and stuff, but like when the pictures come out, you know, you're one pick one person among four hundred. You can't even see it, and you sit in the hot sun for five hours. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm uninterested.
2: Yeah.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. That's why I typically do the Wonder Woman shoot and maybe Legion, but it sounds like they're at the same time this year, relatively speaking. Yeah, so, they're, they're, yeah, they're just, pretty much on top of each other. Yeah, so that'll
2: I be it. I've done the
1: Dread one know, a couple it. times, and, like, that's cool because you aren't supposed to see each individual person anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're all dressed, the, like, you're all judges, so you're all dressed exactly the same, and the effect is the fact that there's a bunch of you that look the same. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's cool, but it's also hotter than hell. So you just have to decide if you want to be out in the hot sun
2: two, uh two other groups that are, are uh here that are very that are, are going to be pretty popular that we haven't mentioned because they they actually are a bunch of people asking about a Riverdale uh, cosplay group as well as a Rick and Marty. Uh, oh, Rick and Morty. Mm-mm. Yeah, Rick and Morty are, are going to be pretty popular as well. Um, So, yeah, I would expect. And here's an interesting one. A Disney slash Walking Dead zombie apocalypse mashup group.
3: Yeah. All right then.
2: <laughs> that's uh, it's pretty specific. That that's that
3: very could, specific.
2: Could be I pretty hope more than
3: like three people show up. I really do. Because that would be okay. sad if they didn't. So hopefully they've got a group together already for that.
2: Um. Also a note in regards to this as well. Uh. Because I'm just learning about this from looking at the uh, Facebook group here. Uh, there is new construction at the Hilton Steps uh, for uh, these areas. So there will be new stairs. They look like they will be finished in plenty of time for the convention uh, because the pictures there, I mean, they're pretty much up up right there. And I don't know uh, what more they need to do. But a lot of these areas will have new stairways uh, for um, and they're made of metal. So they could be really hot. Ooh, yeah,
3: that's not going to be good for reflecting back on you.
2: Yeah, hopefully they'll paint them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so,
2: um, any other uh, groups or, um, you know, costuming or anything else that you would like to see
3: this year? Just be creative. I mean, I, I get people asking me, hey, what should I wear to Dragon Con? I'm like, what do you want to wear? Um, it's kind of a chicken or egg kind of a question. I've seen almost everything there from duct tape bikinis to fully done up modox where you can't tell where the person is. So wear what you want to wear. Just make sure you follow our safety tips and don't wear your costume where it doesn't belong. And don't wear your costume at an inappropriate time of the day. Thank you.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Fair
3: enough. Oh, and uh, it bears repeating deodorant thank you
1: <laughs> it's part of your costume
3: it should be yes
1: just count it you know what put one in every bag
2: basically
3: <laughs> exactly
1: you put a costume also put a deodorant
0: and we just don't mean Axe spray folks
1: no, no a- that's no, not deodorant
3: that is not deodorant Axe <laughs> spray and patchouli are not deodorant
2: no no, they are not.
3: And it just takes a second inside one of those stuffy elevators for you to go, oh God. No thank you. Yes. Ass. So yeah.
2: Yeah, because because there's not a lot of room on the elevators to begin with. So uh yeah, you'll be up close and personal with those smells. No thank you. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Well, very cool. Well, that's, uh, I think, uh, yeah, that's a lot of costume talk, uh, more than we usually do. So, uh, thanks for the insight guys. I, uh, especially on the group stuff because that's one of the stuff that I've always been. I've, I've wandered around some of them and, and taken some photos, but I've never really uh, been to like a quote, an official group like that. So, uh, it's one of the things that uh, I, 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 don't get a chance to do a lot of that stuff cause I'm usually behind the table or at a panel. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but, um, very cool. So, um, We're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, we are going to talk to Eternal Xan.
0: My name is Brian Foster. Everything you know is wrong. Got that?
6: Now, the reason that I'm calling is because I have begun to suspect you don't have any ladybugs in your freezer.
3: Hey, cuz Roy here. So, about your car? The
0: darkness was never empty. There's
1: this presence of
0: pretty sure that the book was confiscated by cats. You're damn right we find a lot of bodies when Foster is around. And some people call me the Night Blogger. Now we're here with Eternal Zan. Welcome back, Zan.
5: Thank you very much. I am all about the tips this this month. Tips, tips, tips.
0: Are you basically asking people to give you tips or, you know, you, know, that, should, you do take, you, do, awesome. you probably do take Bitcoin and also you have a square reader somewhere, I'm sure.
5: I would not object if people just saw me and threw money at me because Dragon Con is not cheap.
0: Oh, not at all. So what do you got for us this month, Sam?
5: Well, the first thing I have is, as always, a little bit about the parade. In the pinned post of the Dragon Con Parade Facebook group, there has recently been released a list of the currently confirmed parade participants. And I'll give you the URL for that. It's http colon slash slash tinyurl.com slash dcparade twenty seventeen first name. So if that's too much, don't worry about it. Just go to the Dragon Con Parade Facebook group and it's in the pinned post. The link is there. The list is arranged by alphabetical order by first name. So only the names that were registered into the registration forms as the contact name are on that list. So you'll only find individuals who registered themselves and group leaders who registered two or more people. If you registered as part of a group, then your name will not be on this list. So don't panic if your name is not on the list. There's probably a very good reason. Your group leader can tell you if you're signed up with them. So, for example, if you were signed up in one of my parade groups, I use Facebook events to communicate with people. And that's how people will know that they're signed up because they follow the directions in the Facebook event. And I still do have a few openings for the Cult of Marriott Carpet Parade Group and the Eternal Members and Friends Group. And you don't have to be an Eternal to join any of the Eternal stuff. We welcome everybody because everybody starts out as a non-Eternal before they become an Eternal. And Jan Price, the head of the parade, announced that she will be releasing a list of groups that still have spaces soon. So keep an eye on the parade's Facebook group and their other social media for announcements about that. And you can also email Jan Price at DC underscore parade at dragoncon.org with any questions you may have. So for example, if you didn't sign up for the parade and now you realize that you really must be Wonder Woman in the parade, when they released a list of groups, you might be able to find a group where you can see, oh, well, my costume would fit in perfectly with that group. I think I'll contact them and see if they have any spaces left. And I also am going to talk a little bit about overflow hotels, because mostly we've concentrated on this podcast about the host hotels, because those are the most in demand and they're the hardest to get. So it makes sense that people are going to need a little extra help to figure out how to get a host hotel. But overflow hotels are pretty easy to get. On the website, you go to dragoncon.org, and then you click on the link that says in the the navigation, where it says around, I think it says where to go, and then around Atlanta, and then Atlanta hotels. Or you can just search for the word overflow. And these are the non-host hotels. That also offer a discounted Dragon Con rate, but don't expect these hotels to be cheaper than the host hotels when you look at the rates, because that might have been true years ago, but it's not really true any longer. The cost of many of the overflows is going to start about $300 a night when you include all the taxes and fees and parking. The listing on the website is going to list a lower rate than that, but once you add everything up, you know, there's going to be additional cost. So... But there are other hotels that aren't even overflows that don't offer the Dragon Con rate. For example, the Indigo is a new hotel that was first opened last year, I believe, and it's diagonally across the street from the Hyatt, but it's not an official overflow hotel. So it's not listed anywhere on the DragonCon site and rooms there filled up quickly and they cost about $400 a night, including taxes and fees or a little bit more depending on your room type. So when you walk out of the front of the Hyatt, when you turn left and pass the CVS, you look across the street and that's the Hotel Indigo. And if you get all to the way to the west and then you've gone too far. Have you heard about the Hotel Indigo? About whether it's it's good to stay there?
0: Darren stayed there last year and he had nothing but raves to say about the place.
5: So yeah, Google Maps is your friend. Don't just limit yourself to what's on the website you know, look out there, use travel sites, see what else is near the Dragon Con hotels where you can just get any room. And I also have tips about budgeting this month. So, I wanted to talk about how much do taxes and fees add to the cost of a room? Oh, sure. So, Here's how I usually do it. I take the advertised convention rate that's listed on the www.dragoncon.org website, and I add about 20 to 30% to the cost of the room to cover the taxes, the fees, parking one or two cars at the hotel. I think that's a good ballpark estimate and will help you budget extra in case you need it. But that formula does not include extras for the room like a refrigerator wi fi roll away bed pay per view room service, you know all those things are going to add charges to your bill. And the refrigerator, Wi-Fi, and roll-away bed, those are daily charges usually, not just a one-time charge. So you need to read your confirmation email for the exact details on the charges that apply to your hotel. And if you can't tell, then call the hotel directly using their local number with a 404 area code, not the 800 number. So you make sure you're talking to somebody who actually works at that hotel or check their official website for extras for the room. So those are my tips for the hotels.
0: Oh, I appreciate and, that, Zan. That sounds great.
5: And for travel, a lot of people are saying, okay, well, now's about the time, this time of year, when you have to figure out your schedule. But the thing to remember, the Dragon Con schedule is only going to come out a few days before the convention. So if you have to fly in, you need to be booking your hotel booking your flight pretty soon, or if you need to ask off work and drive in, I think Wednesday's the new Thursday, especially if you come in from a long distance away or a different time zone, because there's, there's nothing official that happens on Wednesday. So it's a great day where you're not going to be stressed out about missing anything. And it's a good day to settle in. There's more and more official stuff being scheduled for Dragon Con Thursday night and, of course, the newbie tours from 2 to 5 p.m. So if you want to be there on time, I would say early Thursday. If you want to be there early, you know, for, for all the maximum activities you could do. The Dragon Con doesn't officially start until Friday. But if you want to take the newbie tours, you want to be there on Thursday. And I'm sure Kevin will talk more about that in future episodes. And if you want to be there to just hang out with your friends and not have anything scheduled, which is what Thursday used to be, then I think Wednesday's the new day for that, and you're gonna need to pack. So if you're working on your costumes right about now, now is the time when you need to think about if you're bringing anything delicate, handmade, or expensive with you, then start thinking about how you're gonna pack it now. So for example, if you're building a prop, Then make a box around that prop at the same time. Plan ahead and consider how you're going to transport every item you plan to bring. And a great tip for that is when you buy things online, don't throw out the packing materials. Just save up the boxes, the wrapping paper, the packing peanuts, the bubble wrap. You can use that all later. Do you have any packing tips?
0: Well, usually pack, you know, for the unexpected a lot of times. I always tell people, you know, always bring a nice first aid kit, bring enough, you know, extra pairs of underwear, extra pairs of socks, um, an extra stick of deodorant. You know, all that type of things to be able to, you know, just in case you lose something or in case you get overly sweaty at the con, you will be doing a lot of walking like we've talked about in the Drop by Dragon Con segment. Or like Zan has mentioned a ton of times, you're just around a lot of people. You do not want to be the one who is stinking up the place. hate to put it that way.
5: That's definitely true. It's just everybody's going to sweat. Everybody. It's hot. It's humid. If you're from a colder or more northern climate, you just, you think we're exaggerating, but we're not. We're really not. So... Just, yeah, definitely being prepared for that is is fantastic. I also did get a couple questions from commenters in various Facebook groups. And a big question I usually get is, what are the perks for the Eternal membership?
0: Okay. Please do tell us that. I'm curious about that. I've always wondered.
5: A big question I've gotten a lot in online groups, especially in the Dragon Con Rooms group, because I spend a lot of time in there, is what are the perks of the eternal membership? And people want to know if I get some kind of advantage getting a hotel room because I'm an eternal member. And the answer is no. I get my hotel room the exact same way everybody else does, which is how I've learned so much about it, is just by following the news online like everybody else. So there, the, the, the only real perk, besides never having to pay for your membership again, the only official perk Is that there is a Thursday night party that is only for Eternal members that a lot of times some pretty awesome celebrities show up to that is on Thursday night. And the secret location for that is on the Eternal members postcard because they don't want people showing up to like the cool celebrity party and then having to tell them, I'm sorry, you're not allowed in. Because they do check for badges at the door, eternal badges for that at the door. Now, as far as unofficial stuff, there's the website I have called DragonConEternalMembers.com that lists all our unofficial stuff. We have a welcome back Wednesday night dinner together because I arrive on Wednesday. We have an after party after the Thursday night official party closes down at midnight, we all hang out at our after party together. We have a Saturday morning parade group together. This week, we've uh, this year, we've got a couple meetups during the convention. We're going to the aquarium together. We're doing a Sunday night gaming together. And we have a Monday night hot tub party. So basically, at least once a day, there's some kind of eternal gathering where we can just meet up with each other. But that's all unofficial stuff that I just put together. And you don't have to be an eternal member to do any of that. Anybody is welcome to show up to the eternal member gatherings, because if you're curious about the eternal membership and you want to talk to some people in person about it, there aren't that many eternals. So an eternal gathering is probably the only guaranteed way where you're going to be able to find some eternals to ask the many questions you might have.
0: Oh, sure. Of course. That totally makes sense. And we have an eternal right here to ask all those questions to.
5: Yeah, I think it's a fantastic deal, and I've never met anybody who regretted getting their Eternal membership, but because it's so expensive, I think that's because for most people, you have to think about it pretty hard before buying one. So once you've decided to buy one and you're committed, you're not going to regret it because it's not an impulse purchase for most people.
0: Oh, wow. Nope, that totally makes sense. Question, though, for you, you know, how did you become an Eternal?
5: Well, that's interesting. This was back in 2005 when, oh, and the Eternals do have a separate registration line. It, it's recently been in the Marriott in recent years, but I don't know where it's going to be this year if registration moves from the Sheraton to the Hilton, which I haven't heard anything officially announced about that. But if that ends up happening, I don't know where the Eternals registration will be. I assume they would announce it. In some way if they did move it from its previous location in the Marriott but I became an eternal member because I heard about it by talking to somebody in 2004 in the really long registration line at the time because that was when you stood in line and registration for hours on Thursday to pick up your badge and we don't have that issue anymore they've really improved registration since then and I was just talking to somebody in line and they told me about it but it wasn't even on the website they they had it had been on the website and they had taken it off the website for a couple of years and it wasn't i don't even think it was really on the paperwork that you filled out it wasn't in the progress report back then it might have been listed in the registration paperwork they handed you at registration it, or maybe not i don't even remember i remember learning about it by talking to somebody and then the next year i showed up on thursday night in 2005 after driving all day to get there like 10 hours i got there 15 minutes before registration closed and i'd already pre-bought my membership from the previous year and i said can you upgrade me to an eternal membership and they took off the cost that i had paid for that year which was i believe 45 dollars so my eternal cost me 455 dollars i wrote a check for it because we wrote checks back in 2005. we took out pieces of paper and we wrote checks and that's how I became an eternal member. I just wrote a check for it. And I said, I'm in because that's what it was in 2005. It was
0: $500. Wow. That's awesome. So,
5: so after they took off what I'd already paid for my membership that year, it was $455 for me.
0: Amazing. And, you know, and you've know, you been going every year since.
5: Yeah, which is a good tip. They will prorate it as long as the convention isn't over yet.
0: That's even better.
5: So if you've already paid for your membership and you want to get an eternal Ask them to prorate it, and they'll take off what you've already paid, which these days would be probably over $100.
0: Oh, sure. That totally makes sense. Well, that's very good advice, Sam. I appreciate it. Any parting thoughts before you head out?
5: Uh, just a quick note about doing research in Facebook groups. For people that are asking a lot of questions these days in Facebook groups, remember that Facebook groups are like Google. They've got a search function. So if you have questions about Airbnb or MARTA or parking and you want to read a whole bunch of past threads on something that is a really common topic like any of those things or any question that you might have as a first-timer, just type in a couple search words into whatever DragonCon Facebook groups you're a part of search that group, and I guarantee you, you will find a ton of people who have previously asked and answered those questions before, and you can get a lot more information by reading multiple past threads than you will just by making one new thread and seeing who happens to answer today. I bet you a lot of people have answered your question in the past.
0: Awesome advice, Dan. I appreciate it. Real quick, how can people find you?
5: You can find me at www.dragonconeternalmembers.com there's a contact page there you can also leave a note for me on the ESO feedback line at 404-963-9057 or in the ESO podcast Facebook group or of course you can email ESOPodcast at gmail.com
0: Fantastic, Sand. Thanks a lot for everything you always do for us and we'll see you next month.
5: See you next month.
2: And now, joining us, we have with us once again Kevin Batchelder. Hey guys, howdy! Welcome back. Um, I, I just want to get right into it because look, you and I are probably out of uh, the whole station crew that we've got that we do these uh, Dragon Con reports. I think you and I are probably the ones that get most excited about the the Walk of Fame experience at Dragon Con. I mean, I know that you know, celebrities are a big deal and everything, and they're, they're part of the draw, obviously, a main part of the draw of Dragon Con. I, I, it's, it, it could be argued, though, that they are not actually as big of a draw maybe at some other shows, but certainly um, they are, you know, they're, they're, the lines for them are huge, um, and uh, you certainly don't get maybe as much of an experience as you would at a little con, but still, I think uh, they are worth seeking out.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's funny. I think the crowd sometimes breaks down to a couple of different levels. You have those folks who, when they're coming to their first or maybe second Dragon Con, as you said, it's the name guest that might draw a lot of them in. Uh, And as we know, those of us have been coming for many years, once you kind of get to Con, you realize how much fun just the social aspect of it is and the fan panels and hanging out and stuff. So sometimes I see that flip-flop over the course of time, but... Certainly that, but based on the number of guests that the con gets and how comfortable these folks are here, and as you said, sometimes maybe a smaller con, maybe you might get a little more time with them, but I'm not sure some of these dragon con folks, man, they make sure everybody has a great time. I think most
2: of the guests I mean outside though obviously you have your big guests, your big name guests, um you know, like a Shatner or um Patrick Stewart or you know um you know this year, I think we've got Matt Smith. You would probably expect that those lines, those are they're going to move pretty quickly. You'll be lucky to get, you know, thirty seconds to a minute when you're talking to them, um, whether it's a uh, a photo or a signature. And uh, but yet still, uh, I think the good ones anyway. I mean, certainly guys like John Barrowman make it make those thirty seconds like count.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, and each person, as you said too, Mike, it it comes down to the. The guest and how they like to do things that's why some of those lines are a little longer uh, maybe partially it's the number of people who want to see them but also because these folks want to make sure everybody has a real experience so it's uh, it's not like some of the signing cons as i call them some of those cons that really are nothing more than you know sign and, and a pleasant smile and go i mean at dragon con they'll get into some conversations sometimes so that that'll obviously slow down the movement of a line but like you said some of the really big name guests. They just have so many people there. They can't get too personal in, in some of the experiences, but sometimes they can. I mean, it's kind of comes down to the the guest and, and what's going on too.
2: And I think it should be also said that, you know, outside of the walk of fame area, when you see a celebrity or a guest, it's, it's not really great etiquette to uh, approach them or to get uh, sort of ask them for autographs or selfies or whatever, just because, that's just that's sort of their time uh, it's not Dragon con's a little different where it's not like a convention hall where you get to see the 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 celebrities and the guests they do their thing behind the table and then you know it then they then they leave and everybody goes back to their hotels and and etc I mean everybody is is glommed together at uh, at Dragon con so there will be plenty of times where you'll be out and about. And you'll see many of the guests and celebrities uh, walking around, sometimes participating, sometimes at the bars, that kind of thing. But um, generally speaking, it's not cool to go up to them and ask for autographs or pictures at that time.
4: No, and that's one of the things that uh, the con culture, especially around Dragon Con, that uh, any of us who have been there for a little bit will remind the newer folks, just as you're describing, Mike. And that's why a lot of the guests love to come back. I mean, when they're in the Walk of Fame, that's, you know, this is where they're making their money for being at the convention. This is when they're quote on the clock uh, and giving everyone who's coming to see them a great experience. But like you said, when they're not, they're just like any of us. They want to experience the con. I've seen many of uh, a well-known celebrity just walking around con, poking their head in some rooms, or like you said, at a bar or restaurant, karaoke, whatever it might be. And when that's the case, they're a fan like us and we'll, you know we we need to respect them. That's why they come back. So like you said, it's it's not cool to approach them and ask for that there. But, um, you know, we understand the excitement in that situation, but that's why a lot of these guests get very comfortable and say they love to come to Dragon con because they get to have fun too without having to be, as you said, arm's length like some other places. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I have seen many, many, many celebrities uh, out and about uh, at conventions. And of, sort, and of course, you know, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're standing at the urinal next to like Malcolm McDowell, it's just bad form to say like, Hey, can I, can I
4: get a picture? <laughs> oh, let's not, let's not make up. Any, let's not bring in any stories like that. Although there have been a few, <laughs> yeah, over sure. the years. but it's not just dragon con. Let's face it. The, the celebrity situation sometimes makes people do that. And the alcohol makes people do some foolish things, but uh, usually at con, it doesn't happen here. I think it was just for me, like it wasn't last year. I think it was the year before, maybe two, um, we were in the Hilton on Thursday night. You know, Con hadn't officially started yet. And Christopher Lloyd came down to the bar and sat at an open uh, seat right next to us. Um, and we just started talking general stuff for like an hour. He was down there grabbing a drink, going on, having a couple snacks, talking about movies, life, and some other things. No one bothered him. No one asked for a photo. He didn't shy away. He was very uh, open and willing to talk about things. And then he politely said he had an engagement and he left and it was the perfect dragon con guest experience outside of the walk of fame. They, everybody there and there were, you know, good 10 or 15 people kind of, uh, around him by that point, but it was all very comfortable.
2: And that, and that you're right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I've heard of many, many, many stories about that where people will be, you know, at a rave and they will be dancing with some of the celebrities or at the bar and that kind of thing. And it's just, yeah, then, Uh, I know that, you know, even Mike and them have had experiences with Sylvester McCoy out and about looking at, uh, you know, costumes and everything like that. And that's that's great. That's great. Um, But as far as the walk of fame area itself, um, you know, now I'm not going to like, you know, we could spend all a whole show debating whether or not like the whole thing about celebrities and charging for photos and the whole business of that, Um, because it, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, some folks have argued that it has gotten out of hand, but It is what it is, I think, and uh, you know, I'm not. uh, I I, look, I, I get, I get it. I understand the the concept, so I I don't mind doing it. Obviously, it's up to the individual whether or not they feel it's it's worth the amount. uh, What you know, however much they're charging, but I do think that over the years, one thing that everybody should know is that um, they will. I mean, they will charge for just about everything. So you know, a signature a photo, a selfie, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, depending on uh, the celebrity, um, and there's no hard rules, like what applies to one celebrity does not necessarily apply to all. So it does make it a little confusing, but um, I will say that, uh, I mean, most of the time, be prepared if you want to get a selfie with you know, Matt Smith, that's going to cost you. If you want to get a regular, like a nice professional shot with Matt Smith, that's going to cost you, et cetera, et cetera.
4: Yeah, I mean, it comes down, as you said, when folks ask, especially if they're new, how this, you know, and Dragon Con calls it the walk of fame. It's basically the big autograph room, everybody, all yeah. the celebrities are kind of lined up, uh, you know, around the room and have tables and you basically just get in the line uh, for the person you want to see. Um, but as you said, there'll be a price for autographs. We won't know them ahead of time. If you start to ask, Oh, well, how much will it be for this person or that person? That's not normally known until basically you get there. And there's usually a, a sign outside of the room that tells you that or at their table. So there's a bit of an art to doing this. Um, You know, what time should I get down there? Is earlier better than later? Don't know. Depends on the person. I mean, oftentimes these guests, this is how they make the majority of their money at the con, so they want to be in that signing area. But if they're on a panel or they need to break for lunch or they're meeting a friend, they might not be there. But normally at their table, there'll be some type of sign. So for me, I don't do much of this, but when I do... You have to do a little recon, kind of go down and check it out to see where this person is in the room, what the hours might be, how much it might be for that photograph. Like you said, some will do the, as they call them, selfies or the photos at their table. Some don't. comes down to contracts with the professional photo ops and also how busy the line is. I know a couple of years ago, I'm a big fan of Lost Girl and the star Anna Silk was there. She wasn't doing photos at her table on Friday and early Saturday because of how long the line was it was just going to take too long to do that Uh, while she did have the professional photo ops available which are done at a separate uh, time and place but by saturday afternoon her line had dwindled a little and she was now doing them i wouldn't have known that if i hadn't checked it out with another friend (laughs) who said they got a selfie so that's why i say sometimes these like all things at con are very fluid and you know you know, if the autograph is around, I'm um, picking a number, $40, then the selfie at the table, if they do, it might be 20 or 10 or something like that. Some people will include it. Most don't. The professional photo ops, those are probably going to go for $50 or more, but it's done by a professional photographer, and it's going to look great as opposed to on your uh, phone or, or uh, handheld camera. So there's, there's that balance of cost and what you get there. So like you said, it's, if you roll up your sleeves a little bit and be willing to ask some other folks around and spend a little time there, Uh, I know I've gone down for some autographs sometimes and look at the lines and it's too long and I wait and come back and try to find a better time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. those lines move fast. You just happen to get in lines with people who who don't want to chat much and they move quicker. So it is a bit, as I said, of an art form. Be willing to maybe invest a little time in figuring it out and and go with the flow. The same with the professional photo things. Folks will always ask, especially in our newbies group, about, uh, oh, well, exactly when is Matt Smith doing those or when is this person doing them? that schedule doesn't come out until almost like the day before con. It's a very last minute thing because they try to balance those. So you won't know the available times when a particular guest uh, might be doing those, you know, you can pre-purchase them ahead of time. You can buy them at the con. Um, and there'll be just a couple of small time windows when those are available uh, on the number of days that the guest is there. So you might have to rearrange your schedule to get that professional photo opt-on because those lines move like, the, uh, you know, five items or less at the checkout. They make sure <laughs> they make sure you are in it, and you talk about no time to talk. The professional photo ops, it's not much more than smile. Put your arm here. Click. Thank you. Bye. I mean, they move those things. fast. Wow. Um, yeah, I've actually
2: never done one of those.
4: I've never done a professional photo op. Yeah, I've only in my time. I've only done one. You know, it's just for me, it's not my kind of thing. But I know a lot of right. people love to do. Sure, it. sure. Absolutely. love it. And that's why that's a great thing. Like we always talk about here. And you guys do too. That's what's great about Dragon Con is you make your own con. You decide which part you want to do.
2: Yep. Yep. For some people the photo is 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 cool. It. For some it's, some yeah. people signature is what it, what's what it's about. Some people, you know, and don't be afraid, even if you just want to wait in line just to to say hi, you know. To thank like, them. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, to thank them and everything like that. Now, sure. The people who are you know, taking the money and all that kind of thing may look at you like you're crazy, but this is your time. And believe me, most of the celebrities I've talked to and interacted with love that. They don't mind. They don't mind at all. As long as you're not clogging up the line with, a, you know, a, a 10 minute description. Story, yeah. exactly. Right. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I it's you know, if you just want to go up and say hi, you know, certainly that's you know, you'll have to wait just like everybody else. Uh, just because you're not paying doesn't mean you don't have to wait. But, um, they, you know, that's, that's encouraged as well. So I think that's all part of the experience. And, uh, but you know, I've had really, really, really tremendous, uh, times, uh, meetings encounters with, uh, with celebrities at Dragon Con. It's, it's one of the things I love to do no matter, even though I've been a guest for seven years now, um, it still doesn't get old. I still fan, I geek out, you know, and I, and I've already got a list of people that I'm I'm looking at this year as is, is trying to add to my sort of signature collection. But to me, the signature is, I mean, it's cool and everything to have, but it's it's it represents more of a moment uh, that I get to have with them. And and uh, you know, usually I try to have something that I want to say uh, because I do tend to get a little starstruck for the. So for those people who do that as well, um, I try to have something in mind. Well, that I want to either say or ask them real quick uh, because you only usually get less than a minute. So uh, at least on the on the main main folks. Um, now there's other people that will spend a little bit more time with you. There will be some that'll just want to chat with you and they'll ask you questions. Those are <laughs> tremendous. so they're surprising, but when they happen, they're they're like magic, you know, yeah,
4: and it's all the nature of the lines too. Um, I had a great experience yes. with Katie Lotz, uh, who plays. Uh, you know, the, white yes. canary on yep. arrow and, and legend of the tomorrow, uh, normally had, you know, lines for her to get autographs. And then one day I was going in to see someone else and then I was leaving and I noticed there was no one at her table, but her. So I took the opportunity cause I hadn't seen her yet to walk up and I wasn't getting an autograph, but I just wanted to say, thank you. I appreciate your work. And she started asking me questions about the con and pretty soon it's like 10 minutes later and I'm thinking like, I'm pulling back. Like I shouldn't be monopolizing your time. And she literally said she reached towards me and said, you don't have to leave. There's no one in line. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just filling time for her because, again, that was just, you know, great timing on my part. So it just depends on the person, too.
2: They, and are, I know, they are people. That's the important yeah, thing. Like, yeah.
4: They're enjoying the con for the most part, too. Uh, for yeah. a great many of them, they really look forward to what's going on here. So like you said, just be yourself and you might get just a couple of minutes. You might get a few more just realize that's all the nature of, of the con and how it flows. I, I also had another quick experience to mention was a couple of years ago. I mean, as I mentioned, I'm a big fan of the show Lost Girl. And Ksenia yes. Solo, who plays Kenzie, it was her first time coming to con, and she's one of my all-time favorite TV characters. So I really wanted to get a autograph, and uh, I saw she was doing you know uh, photographs at the table uh, to do that. So I went to do that, paid to do that. And uh, she had a handler who actually came out from behind the table to take the photo uh, with you standing next to her, which was great. And, and you know, she naturally had those moving fairly quickly. But as the person went to take a couple photographs, she wanted to look at them to make sure they were good ones. She looked at it and said, oh, the lighting's not good. Let's walk over here. Right. She walked me like 20 feet away through a bunch of people who were wondering, what the hell is Ksenia Solo doing leading this guy around the room? <laughs> <laughs> um, To find the better lighting, to have him take the photo again, and then when he took it again and she didn't love it, it looked great to me, she took the camera herself on my phone, put it right up to our, pushed our two heads together and said, here's one you won't forget, and it's like a face-to-face selfie. So, you know, sometimes you never know what's going to happen.
2: Oh, man. And some of that's so magical. I mean, yeah, I've had some, like I said, some really great experiences. Um, yeah, too many to go into uh, in detail. But yeah, uh, leaving last year, just uh, uh, getting to hang out with just people who I do appreciate their work. I mean, they've given me so much over the years. Uh, and some really special moments of my childhood some of them and it's great to connect with them on that basis and and they do appreciate it so don't think of the walk of fame as being some area that it's only like about you know bags uh, the celebrities getting bags of money to, to to take home with them i mean they they sure they are it's a business for them um but uh like dragon con's a little bit different in the sense that um it's all about the fans it's fan run and that sort of atmosphere, I think, carries over to the Walk of Fame, and, and that they are they appreciate the fans more than a lot of other shows that I've gone to.
4: Yeah, it is, and and it's you know each one's a little different. Some people sure. are totally into it, yeah. From the guest point of view. Some just are doing it more, like you said, from a business point of view, and not in a negative way. It's just they're a little right. more.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Every once in a while, I've had an experience that I dare call it. I won't say it's been rude. But, you know, the connection wasn't there and that it was unfortunate. And that happens. You know, you can't sort of force chemistry. You know, you can't. So so I mean, some people are just like, here you go. You know, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And and you know what? I mean, just as long as I got an opportunity to meet them and thank them for their what they brought to my life, that's all I'm asking. That's all I can ask. Yeah. Yeah. So um, any other tips real quick or.
4: No, just as we were saying, if you're interested, Ask other people. Be flexible, uh, and and in terms of doing the autographs and the at the table stuff, and but for the professional photo ops, just realize you're going to have small time windows, and you need to adhere to those. Um, that that's not a very flexible spot. So uh, make sure you match those times there, so you don't miss out. And this year,
2: I would imagine that if you want to spot uh, Kevin, and you don't, you miss him at a panel. He will most likely you'll be able to catch him in the Walk of Fame area, probably hanging around. There's
4: some uh, Winona Earp people there this year, right? Oh, goodness, yeah. We have most of the cast. Absolutely. (laughs) So
2: So. so I am sure you will (laughs) see Kevin hanging around there as well. (laughs) You know it. Well, very cool, sir. And, um, yeah, uh, I appreciate it again. um, All your help this year. And uh, we'll talk to you again before the con. Absolutely.
4: Thanks, guys. It's been a blast.
2: Absolutely.
0: Hey everyone. Now we are here talking with Michelle from Drop by Dragon Con. Hey Michelle, how are you this month?
6: I'm doing pretty well. Hello.
0: What are we talking about this time?
6: We are talking about feet. Uh, your feet carry you everywhere and you need to start taking care of your feet. I can't
0: um, I can't leave home without them.
6: Seriously? Here's the thing, and people never really think about this. It's like we cram our feet into things that are uncomfortable. We don't necessarily put our money where the money should go into good shoes that really support your feet. You want to lose weight, you want to exercise, you want to really get out there and do stuff. You really do need to take care of your feet. Your feet have 26 bones. Some people actually have more than 26 bones. My husband is one of them. Um, A fourth of the bones, the number of the bones in your body are in your feet, which is damned amazing. You have 33 joints in your feet and you have 100, actually we think there may be uh, two new ones that they're not sure about yet, 100 muscles, tendons and ligaments in your feet. So if there is an area where something can go wrong and will go wrong, your feet, just like with your back, that's where it's going to happen. a lot of people will buy a pair of tennis shoes and use them until they fall apart and then get new ones if you are a runner you need to seriously pay attention to your shoes i've said this before when you buy your shoes get them fitted um, or or buy some that you know will work go and try them on or buy some like that you've tried before and you can order them and make sure they work for you buy two at a time if you can afford it always do that Because for a runner, an average runner, I believe it's doing three miles um, at least five or six days a week, you should be switching your shoes out every 300 to 500 miles. That is three months. Some people it's earlier, some people it's a little bit after. By the time your shoes are starting to feel badly and your feet are starting to hurt, it's too late, you've already started doing some damage. Um, So you need to really stay on top of that. If you have two pairs that are the same, keep switching them out. If you're a walker, this one's kind of stunning because people think walking is not as hard as running. It's still you getting out and pounding the pavement. It's 350 to 500 miles. Um, What's really interesting about that is it's still the same thing. Basically, three months unless you are a low-number walker, then it's six months. But I suggest doing the same thing and getting two pairs of shoes that are identical and switching them out. Sometimes... Um, you should actually, if you have feet that are very, very difficult, I suggest having four different pairs, two of the same, two that are the same and switching them out. Because if you're doing, um, like regular walking, don't use a, the, that, shoe for when you're going out walking or running, just don't. Um, it's, it's like, if you're going to put money into, you'd put money into the best tires for your car. Well, your body is just as important as your car. It's more important because it's your damn life. So take care of it. There are other things you need to be really aware of. Every time you gain weight, you are putting so much more pressure on your feet. There's a stat, and I totally didn't write it down today. But um, like ballerinas who are usually like 100 to 120 pounds, and 120 is a high weight for a ballerina. When they're on point, it's like they have the weight of an elephant on them. So think of it this way. If you gain weight, every pound you put on, you are doing that to every joint in your body, and it's not a one-to-one ratio. It's like a one-to-one hundred ratio. So 10 pounds can add like you're carrying a baby animal around. Um, so your feet take so much abuse. Start really soaking them. Getting Go and getting a massage. Have someone work on your feet. Keep... Um, there's a thing you can do with keeping a good um, uh, tennis ball around to roll your feet out. Do that. You can keep a, uh, a plastic bottle with water in the fridge or freezer, and when your feet are having issues, you can roll them on the bottom. Um, there's stuff that you can do. Go on YouTube and look up pressure point stuff that you can do for your feet because sometimes you need to just work on your feet yourself and and do relaxation points on them. Also inflammation the more you walk the more fluid you're going to be retaining in that area and the more inflammation from potential damage you're going to be doing so one of the things that I keep bumping into again and again is low-dose aspirin like one of them a day it seems to actually help with the inflammation in your feet the same way it does with your heart which actually does make sense um, if you work all day and you're standing on your feet When you come home, one of the first things you should do other than having a big glass of water and maybe some orange juice in it is lay down, get comfortable, put your feet up. And by that, I mean up the wall. Drain off your legs, drain off your feet. That makes a world of difference. When you're going to something like a convention, I suggest seriously bringing – there are different companies that make the thing that's like a slick thing that keeps you from getting blisters. I have one, I can't find it right now, but it's by Gold Bond, and it actually helps a lot. If you have pressure points on your feet and you know this, put it on the different spots on your feet that you know are going to end up rubbing or getting hit, and it actually does help a lot. Um, I know people that do that with deodorant, too. They'll use their deodorant like that, and it's not specifically made for that, but if it works and you're in a pinch, try it. Go get some padded moleskin. The same thing, if you're going to be at a convention and you already know you have an issue with an area, try it beforehand. Never, ever, for example, never go to Dragon Con with shoes you haven't worn for at least two weeks and broken in. Because blisters are not your best friend and they can make your life hell. Um, there's a whole other thing on blisters, like there's this whole philosophy of poking, you know, puncturing them or not puncturing them. Um, but feet... Are worth caring for. They are worth really investigating and investing in. Go and do your research. Find the best shoes for you. Try every one of them on, and you can go to some places and just get fitted. And they'll tell you if you have a high arch, etc. Um, does that? Any other questions?
0: No, because you've you, talked about in the past how important good shoes are for exercising and for even just walking, and oh, yeah. you know just. General walking, because if you get a blister on your foot or if you damage your heel or your arch, you're down for the count for quite some time.
6: Yeah, and what about toenails? Because if you don't know how to properly trim your toenails or you're not properly taking care of them and you're running or you're wearing shoes that are wrong, I can guarantee you're going to end up having problems and it may be an ingrown toenail. And by God, you don't want to deal with that. Or a
0: hangnail,
4: hangnail.
6: Or hang. Ooh, ooh, yeah, 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 none of that but it's it is i mean even if you if you can afford to do it go get a pedicure have someone show you what to do footwise get an orange there's a thing called an orange stick you can buy it at walmart or whatever when you take a shower you soak your feet when you after you've trimmed your nail don't do it when your nails wet cuz that actually since it's a fibrous it's connective tissue it it will shred but you take cotton on the tip of the orange stick and you go when it's soft you go underneath and you actually loosen up the area because Um, A a, uh, ingrown toenail is actually as the toenail starts to curl under, often because of working out and not taking care of that area or not properly trimming your nail. Your feet are all about you being – put it this way. If you've ever gone someplace and your feet have been hurting, you know how damn miserable you're going to be. It's – women, we always joke, it's high heels hurt and your earrings hurt. So it's like that's why you have the grimace on your face at every wedding, high heels and earrings.
0: Oh, exactly. And if you're trying to do any exercise, even just walking, oh yeah, you know, and Michelle, you said it perfectly when you said, you know, for Dragon Con, wear shoes you've worn before.
6: That you've broken in, that you've spent time in and you know where you have high points, pressure points, that you know how long you're going to be able to stand it. I even say if you're going to be wearing a costume with really great heels or really shoes that are going to be on you for hours – Go frickin' stand on the floor that's similar to the Marriott or the Hyatt. Walk a hill. Get someone to go with you. Because you're gonna have to know what you can or can't handle. And that's really important.
0: Exactly. And
6: ankles. Hell, ankles.
0: Ankles, thighs, you know, your (laughs) you know, ankles, thighs, you know, your calves, you you Mm know, your Achilles, it's all all that is all tied together. And, you know, you people get Charlie horses all the time at Dragon Con from dehydration.
6: And potassium loss.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I have a friend of ours who is a listener to the show who works at the first aid at Dragon Con. And he said foot issues are one of the major things that people come in for.
6: Because people really and truly don't think. They think they're going to be able to wear the shoes no problem. And it's here's the other thing. If you're diabetic... Or if you have prediabetes, by God, take care of your feet. You never, well, one, unless it's diabetes one, let's get you out there moving so you're no longer diabetic. Um, but never, ever dismiss something that's going on with your feet because there can be something underlying it. And a lot of times your feet is where it shows up first. And we don't want to have any problems with that.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. And, you know, we want you guys happy and healthy at Dragon
6: card. Exactly. Because you should be able to enjoy it.
0: Any other things you want to talk about before we... Yeah, I'm
6: going to mention this very quickly. Um, We had a thing on DVD, and and, um, this bothers me greatly because everybody is different, and a lot of us do have science backgrounds. And if you're on Drop By, if I see something that is dangerous or potentially uh, really detrimental to your health in the long run, or just stupid... Um, I'm going to call you on it. I'm not going to be rude about it. I'm going to call you on it, though. So if you put something up, I'll go and research it before I say anything to you. And if I'm talking with you, um, we're going to discuss the vinegar thing. Um, there are a lot of people that do apple cider vinegar every day in the morning because uh, it's been touted to help you lose weight um, if you do it in water, et cetera. Well, there isn't... AMA science behind it per se, because the American Medical Association is not pushing this. However, Europe has done extensive studies, different countries in Europe, um, and the Middle East has actually, and even Asia, and I don't mean like Chinese medicine, there is science at basis behind it that um, apple cider vinegar and other types of vinegar, particularly ones with the mother in it, are very beneficial for digestion for potentially helping to remove free cholesterol from your system, the the LDL, not the HDL, um, and other benefits, including helping the liver, because there's something that seems to work with... The liver has to deal with so much stuff, including broken blood cells, i.e. actual blood cells. It reabsorbs it, breaks them down, and the components get reused, basically. And that's part of what the liver does. Well, there's been very, very good evidence that... Um, apple cider vinegar and other vinegars actually help your body, your liver and digestion and processing of the cells. And they, I would love to see what they do with like people that have, um, alcohol issues, but another thing is that cayenne pepper, it, it is now to the point where we have cardiologists who are telling people with certain cardiovascular issues to eat spicy foods, particularly with cayenne or even cayenne oil.
0: Mm -hmm, exactly because my uncle is a naturopathic doctor and he is actually the one who turned me on to the apple cider vinegar because i was having some digestive issues not because of weight loss or anything um and you know we like judy and i like going out for sushi a lot or doing you know seafood and such and a lot of seafood and a lot of sushi and stuff has a lot of parasites in it right and because it's Uncooked fish and such. And so, you know, he recommended that. And, you know, I come from a family of people with higher cholesterol, just my Eastern European heritage. And basically uh, within six months of – at first I was doing three tablespoons mixed with water daily of the apple cider vinegar. My cholesterol level dropped almost in half
6: yay
0: and so you know and you know it it's been and one of the side effects is weight loss and you know i'm hoping to be down 30 pounds by the time dragon con comes around because i am dieting and exercising also
6: good
5: for you yay
0: and hoping to be down 30 pounds by the time dragon con rolls around but you know also with stuff i've had I've had a couple setbacks because of family stuff right, over the right. last couple weeks. But, you know, it's, it's true, folks. You know, there are great things about it. And the same thing what Michelle was saying about cayenne pepper is the cayenne pepper helps boost your metabolism.
6: Right. And, well, and let me tell you, doctors that, cardiologists, a lot of them, it, it really does depend on uh, not the age per se, but how set in their ways they are. Because a lot of doctors will go out and research stuff and talk to nutritionists. a lot of nutritionists are the ones in the forefront that are really the ones seeing the research. But if the AMA doesn't like something, um, a lot of studies aren't going to happen. However, with the cayenne the cayenne oil, there's been some studies on that, and we have evidence on that with the um, the the vinegar and raw fish, we have evidence on that actually from Asia. Because there is a link up with uh, parasites in your system and vinegar um, being like removing them. So there is stuff. It's just the way we do studies versus the way other places do studies and the anecdotal versus, you know, the, the able to be replicated, very different. But the thing is, never demean anybody. And no,
0: not at all. Start it's...
6: researching it. But by God, and I will say this, if I see something that's stupid or potentially dangerous, I'm going to call you on it. I'll be nice about it. But I'm going to call you on it because that's part of my, not my job, but my duty to in there is to make sure everything stays level and healthy because that's what we want is we want anybody that's in there doing anything to be healthy as they do whatever they're doing.
0: Exactly. Wow. That's a lot to take in for such a quick well, second.
6: So I know. Short, short, I know we're going over, but like dark chocolate, if we now know, and a lot of doctors that deal with ulcers, uh, are having their patients eat, um, dark chocolate, 75% or higher, because on early onset of ulcers, there is a really good chance that you're going to heal it before they ever have to put you on medication, mm-hmm. before you have damage. This is important. This is something that doctors in the U.S. are doing. This is something that Europe knew, but our doctors here are now just really, you know, acknowledging. So exactly. It's
0: important. Well, thank you, Michelle. We do appreciate it. How can folks find the group?
6: Uh, you can track me down on Facebook at drop by DragonCon. It's the group, not the little page. If you get to the page, go track us down on the group.
0: Exactly. And I
6: vet, I vet everybody. So if you don't get in right away, it's because I'm looking at you or I'm having trouble with Facebook.
0: So you're being watched if you try to join.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll see you next month.
5: Thank you. Ciao.
2: And so we draw a close to another episode of the 2017 DragonCon Con Report. A big thanks for everyone for joining us uh, for this episode. The band, the, the gang is back together. Um, as always, we are glad to hear from Eternal Zan, Michelle Biddick-Simmons, and Kevin Batchelder. And much thanks to our station crew. Thanks for joining us once again, Mary.
1: Absolutely. I'll be here next month.
2: You get a star for perfect attendance.
1: <gasps> thanks, Mike.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Darren. It's glad to have you back.
3: It's wonderful to be back, sir.
2: And thank you, Mike, for which, of course, none of this would be possible.
0: Hey, I'm just the guy who hits record and messes up people's names.
2: (laughs) You know what? And you do it so well. We try to cover all we can with these specials, but keep up with the latest news. Please check out the official DragonCon website, social media groups, Uh, All the tracks as well are active on Facebook and various social media. So check them out as well. They are still looking for volunteers, many of them, and they're still looking for ideas. I don't think there's a set schedule for panels yet, uh, although you want to get on that probably within the next, I would say, two or three weeks, really. Um, uh, Certainly by uh, July is, I think, when they finalize their schedule. So if you have an idea or you want to participate in a panel, you're interested in that, uh, talk to the track directors now. Um, as for us, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Plus, and Stitcher. We want you to be part of the station and on, and part of the discussion, so please reach out to us. We had uh, a, a email earlier this evening that we love to read and because we love to get feedback from you guys. Um, we also love it when you support us by going to uh, the PayPal store uh, or purchasing very cool ESO merchandise uh, at um, the Amazon eStore. So fill up your cart there. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con.
0: Zero. Every move star starring you, and the world will turn to blowing pink papers too.